Hey everybody, welcome to Life with Ashley Lees. These are conversations that will help you to prosper in every area of your life. In this episode, I interviewed Megan Baca. She is a writer, a poet, and a creator. We had a super incredible conversation about inner healing, trusting God's timing, and purpose. Share this with someone you love and make sure that you connect with Megan on Instagram. Also, subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. All right, let's jump in. Hello, everyone. I am so excited. I have my girl Megan on with me today. Actually, I was supposed to let you introduce yourself, but I just did it for you girls. I am sorry. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But um, can you just share, share your name and what it is that you do and all that good stuff? (laughs) <laughs> sure. Um, my name is Megan Baca. I'm a writer poet, um, and I'm based here out of Los Angeles. Woo! Yeah. And I write, I write a lot about the process of healing and from old wounds and discovering who you are. I love that. And mm-hmm. you're a mom and you're a wife. And I you're sure just am. Three little bomb. girls. Life is busy. <laughs> and they're so cute, by the way. Thank like, you. Seriously. Okay, so let's jump in. Sure. Um, I always ask everyone, like, do you have a testimony or a journey, just a brief, you know, like two-minute version that you could share with everyone? It with you? Sure. The two-minute version. Okay. <laughs> so the two-minute version, basically, my testimony, testimony and journey really has a lot to do with trusting the timing of your life and just mm. understanding that nothing absolutely nothing is wasted. Um, Growing up, I was a very loud vocal kid and um, just naturally actually had a lot of confidence. And I just know from a very young age, there was just this deep sense of purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew I was made to do something great. I can't explain it. It was very just this deep sense. And um, I remember watching TV and just seeing these people and knowing I was going to meet them one day. And I remember even as a little child, doing these, um, it's kind of silly to say, but like these like mock interviews in the mirror, because I so mm-hmm. believed that I was going to be in these places. So there was that side of me, right? But then um, I ended up getting very bullied um, for many, many years. Wow. And so there became the war of what I felt God called me to be on the inside, and um, what my actual experience was. And um, I was severely bullied so bad that by the age of 10, I wanted to end my life. Um, wow. Yeah, it was rough. And so um, basically what happened is my mother, I came home one day from school. Usually at recesses, I sat alone. I didn't have any friends. It was a very horribly lonely time for me. And my mom told me, she said, um, you know, teary-eyed Megan, you know, I'm so sorry. Um, but she's like, I just want you to know that no matter what, you're never alone. You're never alone that God is with you. you. You can always talk to God even when you're alone. And so I took that to heart. And what I started doing at school during my recesses and when I was alone, I had a pen and a paper or a notebook and I would just write. Um, and specifically, they were like these letters to God just expressing my, my, my loneliness and my pain and my feelings. Wow. But that's actually where my writing started from. Um, and so wow. it's such an amazing thing to look back and see how God took something that was so painful for me. And just gave it purpose. There was purpose in yeah. that. And so um, I just believe I'm a living testimony of that, of how God can take anything um, and just give it purpose. He can give your pain purpose. That is so amazing. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that. That is, wow. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, it'd be dope if you could, I don't know if you still have all those letters, but like I do. turn that into a book or something one day. I should. I found some, um, some of them um, the other day and it was just such a, I mean, some of them were just as simple as God, I'm in pain. Yeah. It was so simple, but um, it is incredible to see what that's morphed into. He's so Oh faithful. my gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So. Next question is, can you share how you have made space for healing in your life? You know, nurturing the wounded inner child. I know that you're just like passionate about that. So can you just share how sure. some people can do that in their own life? Absolutely. So when I was younger, so I went all those years um, being bullied. And then I forget around, oh, junior high-ish, I realized I'm funny. That was like, I made people laugh. So um, <laughs> that's what I that became like the thing that I hid behind. I figured, okay, you know, next time somebody says something mean to me, I can disarm them with some sort of self-deprecating humor, or I can, um, you know, somebody asks me something vulnerable, I just make it light. And so that became my shield, right? And that really, so it became humor and then even morphed into this very positive, sunny um, uh, life of the party. Let's go do experiences, new things, new places. Uh And so, um, that's kind of how I started actually hiding my pain. And at the time I didn't realize it was avoidance. I thought it was just strength. I thought it was strength because you know how you're, it seems like nowadays you're taught in order to be strong, you don't feel pain. But um, what I've come to realize is that maturity really real maturity and real growth takes you actually stopping to feel the pain. So to answer your question, what really happened for me is I began to, um, sit with my pain instead of run with it. And so instead of like when a, when something would be triggered, a sad moment would be triggered instead of going to like crack my usual joke or, you know, go look up some new restaurant Mm -hmm. to go check out on Yelp. I sat with it and um, just allowed the Lord to talk to me about it. And it's amazing because what you'll find is you take the time to sit with the triggers. You'll, it a lot of times links all the way back to your childhood. Wow. And there's, and a lot of times there's these areas that we've been wounded in. Usually the areas we've been wounded in, if you look at it, it's almost as though you got frozen in time. So let's say you had this really deep rejection at 16 from somebody um, and you're, you're just kind of trapped there in that moment. Wow. And you really, it really takes you to sit down with that pain and to go back and allow the Lord to unravel that for you and to show you because there's something about going to the root of your pain that can help you heal it. Knowing this is where that lie came from, that, it, you know, this this lie of I'm stupid yeah. or I'm ugly, yeah. whatever. Um, it, it's not a fact like the sky is blue. This actually stems from this, this instant where I was frozen in pain. Wow. So I really encourage people to sit, sit with it, which is a lot, the thing we don't want to do because we're afraid it's going to overtake wow. us, but it's actually where your freedom comes from. Oh my gosh. You know, that is so amazing. When you were talking, um, you reminded me of this scripture and Proverbs fourteen thirteen. I don't know if you ever like read this, but It says laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter Mm. ends, the grief remains. And um, that scripture always like, just like, I don't know, just checks me. Cause I'm like, man, how many of us, like you said, go around and we kind of like laugh and kind of try and hide the heaviness, but it's like Mm -hmm. all that stuff's going to return. We got to deal with the root of it. So, wow. That is such good tips. I love, love, love that. Okay. So next, like, can you share some tips on how you've been able to grow and trusting the timing of your life and just to reassure people that they have time, you know, in a sense, and Mm -hmm. I know that you have so many probably examples and, you know, things of that, but can you just talk about that? 
Yeah, trusting the timing of your life. For for me, this was a big struggle for me because by nature, I am not a patient Me neither. Person. So I get at it. All. Super <laughs> impatient. Not at all. So um, when God, you know, showed up when I was a young girl and, you know, gave me glimpses of what I was going to be, I was like, okay, like, you know, I guess by the time I'm 10 and a half, this stuff's going to, you know, I'm thinking like, this is going to happen quick. And so when I went through the process of, you know, the pain I walked through and everything, it was, it was extremely hard. And I remember um, even just being faithful in my gifts and you know how that goes. You're being faithful, doing what you feel you're supposed to do. And just the doors aren't opening the way that you're wanting them to open. People aren't noticing or respecting or honoring what you have or anything. And it's, it's frustrating. And I remember, I literally remember there was these certain doors that I would, was just crying out to God, like, come on. Lord, you know, I've been faithful. Yeah. Like, come on, like I, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, and it, it, it didn't happen. But looking back, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so glad, so so glad the the Lord did not allow those doors to open because they weren't right for me, and honestly, they weren't weren't what I really truly yeah. wanted. Yeah, because I was still in the process of discovering who I was, and so it's amazing. I know as a mother. Um, one thing that I've, it, this has become more real to me because there are times I've never withheld anything from my kid ever that would be great for them. The only time I've ever said no or withheld something, it has been because there's, there's something better or there's a better plan. Yeah. Involved. It is never, I have never just for the sake of, you know, teaching my kids a, a lesson held something from them. So I've learned that God doesn't hide things from, from us. He hides them for yes. us at just the right time, because if he gives us things before we're ready, we squander it. We do. Wow. And so, and a really practical example of that, like very short version um, my husband um, actually will be married here 13 years and uh, less than two weeks, but um, wow. Congratulations. I, first of all, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But I met him actually when I was 14 and um, had zero interest in him whatsoever. And then, but by the time, we were 18, you know, basically our friendship grew. And then by the time, you know, started dating and got married at, at the age of 20. Wow. So that's kind of the progression of that. But sometimes I look back on that and back in that time when I was all angsty and, you know, going crazy over guys that did not matter and feeling like I'd never find love and, you know, all the, you know, uh-huh. angsty teen emotions. And, um, I, it's amazing to me because my husband was sitting literally with me in my youth group. He was with me in church. I didn't know that it was hidden. Like I went to the same school as well. So and I didn't know that. And so he hit it for the right time because if he had approached me sooner, it would have been a no for me, but it, the Lord had to get me ready to get my heart prepared. So I'm just a firm believer because I've seen so many times in my life um, over and over and over again, that when things that the knows the temporary no's were worth it in the end. The, the no's and the not yet, oh, they were so worth it because I look at where I am now and I'm like, thank you, Lord. He knew what he was wow. doing. So just trust it. There is time. There's time. You're not going to run out of time. God is not up there like distracted and losing losing track of your schedule. Right. And what, he, he didn't forget about you. It's not like, oh, shoot, Megan, darn. Okay, I was supposed to do this five years ago. He's on it. And like the timing, his timing is absolutely perfect. It may not match your timing, but it's right on time. Always. Come on. I love it. I don't even have anything to add mm-hmm. to that. You just covered it <laughs> Okay. So my next question is, can you share tips on how to trust God with the relationships in your life? Oh, yes. Okay. So this one, actually, the Lord, we've been, me and him having a lot of discussions on this one. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about just, um, so like I told you, I went through a lot of rejection and whatever. And then, but by the time I got older, you know, I started to like 
make a lot more friends and, you know, be my social self. But because of the rejection of the past, I always had this fear of losing my friends. That was the biggest yeah, fear. Yeah, I dealt with that time. too. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, God forbid. Like, that was the worst thing. And even the struggle for me of becoming more of who God's called me to be is the fear of leaving, leaving people. I'm like, I don't want to leave yeah. anyone behind. I want us all to go together. Mm-hmm. And you know how they say it gets lonely yeah. at the top. And I'm like, I, I, that's a nightmare to me because I spent a lot of years lonely. Um, so what ended up happening was I made French, made these friendships with people who were just meant to be seasonal friends that I was determined to make forever lifetime friends. And that caused a lot of friction because that season was over and I was trying to hold on to it. Um, and then, so some of those relationships ended up with some pretty big betrayals and I was so wounded and so hurt. Like, I can't believe they did mm-hmm. that. Or that. That was so hurtful, but I was thinking, um, just a lot about those and, um, the process of that. And I'm a lot more intentional with my relationships nowadays, which is a good thing. But I was also thinking about the story of Joseph and how, you know, in the Bible where he, you know, has this dream that he's going to be great. He runs and tells his brothers and his, and his dad and says, listen, I had a dream that I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be leading. And, you know, and everyone was like, what? That nobody loved it. Right. Mad, like big mad about the whole thing. Like, who does he think he is? And then his brothers take him, they throw him in a pit. And if that's not dirty enough, they dig, they take him out of the pit and sell him into slavery. And then, you know, he goes through just a ton of just rejection where, you know, he goes to um, work for, um, uh, what do you call it? The Potiphar. Or, um, <laughs> the pot- yeah, pot- thank you. Potiphar. He goes to work for Potiphar and um, he basically, you know, starts to work his way up in- into favor. Yeah. It looks good, which I, how many of us have been there where we, we've gone through some hard times. We start to work our way up and we think this is it. Finally, and then, yep. this is the moment. <laughs> and then, boop, you know, you're back down to square one. And how crushing that is because you feel like, Lord, come on, I've been faithful. Why, why is this happening? So, you know, he goes to work for Potiphar. The wife lies on him, you know, um, and she, he ends up in prison for something that he never did, you know, interprets these dreams yeah. um, for these people. He, which blows my mind in itself that he continued to use his gift. It would have been so easy to be like, I know, and just yeah. not, but he continued <laughs> to like serve and help people. And he helps these guys. He interprets their dreams. And the only thing he said is, please don't forget about me. And what forget. do they do? You know, first thing he does, <laughs> he forgets for two years and just this whole thing. But all of that to say, so there's all these betrayals and disappointments in his story with relationships, which I think is very comparable to many wow. of our stories. I know it is to mine. But the thing that blows my mind is when he finally makes it on top and he meets his brothers and they're all like, oh, God, they're scared and as they should be and nervous and sad and sorry. He said, no, 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 you know, don't worry about it because what you meant for evil, God actually meant for good. And so I think my attitude when it comes to trusting God with relationships, even the bad ones, even the ones that seem to break you, that what the enemy meant to tear you down or to break you, God can actually use that like a chess move to become, to go exactly where you were always meant to be. So trust him in those, even those disappointing relationships that fell apart, God is in those as well. And so it's not a waste. Again, it's not a waste. Um, it's, it's part of the process to get you to where you're ultimately going to be. So now when I have these moments of letdowns with people, I'm not even mad about wow. it. I just figured like, this is just part of the process. This is part of it. God bless them. They're on their journey and I'm on mine. And um, there's no fear anymore. But before I used to have a lot of fear. And, oh, you know, like they blew my one chance. Like he could have felt that way with Potiphar. He blew my yeah, chance. Totally. Like this, la- this lady yeah. blew my chance and to becoming the leader but he, it was not that. It was all part of God's plan. So trust God oh, in that. That is so good, Megan. You know, um, I think mm-hmm. our, our journeys have been similar in that sense because I've been, like, overlooked, like, my whole life. And <laughs> listen, and listen. That, and 
mm-hmm. just like everything you said. I'm just like, God, what the heck is this? You know? Exactly. Um, but and and I think God not to say whatever, but I think God teaches this lesson to some of us more than others, probably because of the Amen. call that's on our life, you know. Um Absolutely. too, like you know, you're you know basically you're gonna be very well known and doing interviews and all this type of stuff. And I think, you know, I know myself is are, is going down that journey too. And so I think Absolutely, God yeah. probably also has to teach us not to put our trust in like people, but. Absolutely. Which is the temptation yeah. when you come from a lot of rejection. That's the temptation yeah. to like put all your hope in people. Like, please don't leave yeah. me. Don't leave me like they left me, you know, and it's, it's a growing process, but so necessary. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I love it. I've been learning those same things. So amen. Um, okay. So then next question is like, can you share tips on how to speak and live in your truth and just like fully show up as yourself every day in life? Yes. Um, I, you really just got to get over your fear of being annoying. Yes. I know that sounds silly, but um, you just kind of <laughs> got to get over it. And um, my fear, you know, I was always told growing up, you're too loud. You talk too much too much, too much, too much. That was the complaint Me pretty too. much all the time. So <laughs> yeah. So you kind of grow up. I feel like I grew up always trying to filter who I was like, okay, this is who I am. And let me bring it down a couple notches. Cause I don't want to bother anyone uh-huh. I don't be too much. And um, that just kind of became my new normal. And um, actually recently, I feel like within the last year or two, I told my husband, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and I was explaining what it felt like. I said, it feels like when you're driving and if you accidentally left the emergency brake wow. on. Like, yes, I'm, yes, I'm technically moving forward, but there's this slowness and there's this hesitancy and it's driving me wow. crazy. And I just want to go for it. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I think in order for people to find that freedom, they just have to let go of that, that, that natural ability, that, that feeling to like put the filter up. So say you want to wear that outfit and then immediately this filter of, Oh girl, if you wear that, they may think, Uh or, you know, you Uh want to say that, Oh girl, but they may think you're this, that whole feeling. Like basically my advice is rebel against it. When there's that thing that tells you to hesitate, push past it because I've noticed, um, like I said, it's still there because of all my rejection. There's still that hesitancy that pops up, but I just ignore it. I rebel against it and do it anyway. And what I've noticed is as I've done that, each time, each day I'm becoming more and more, I'm going back to who I always was, actually. So good. It's, it's like I'm going back before all the wounds. And what also happens is when you become who you are, when you do that, it allows all of the things that have always been meant for you, right? The, the opportunities, the connections just come like a magnet yeah. towards you because it, because they recognize you. It, it's like, it recognizes the, the call you have on your life. Um, it's like, it speaks to yeah. them. It speaks to them and suddenly you align. And so I think you, I think just being, getting over your fear of being misunderstood or being annoying, you just have to ignore that, that hesitancy. It's not a filter that's actually saving you. It's actually slowing you down. Oh. It's not saving you. So let it go. That is so good. Yeah, I've been told you need to use a filter like my whole life. So I have been Mm. learning that as well. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. I love your tips today. Okay. (laughs) So then next, like, can you share about how you've been able to discover who you are and why you're here and how other people can do the same? That's the last question. Sure. I actually get, I get asked this a lot um, because I, I feel like I talk to a lot of people who will say, I don't even know what I like. I don't even know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some practical things that I do, a very practical thing I recommend, I, I'm big on taking personality text and stuff like that. I think it can be a guide to kind of help you. But um, outside of some of those things, um, um, I really, what I tell people to do is to just literally take a notebook, 
or a piece of paper and just keep up and with noticing the things that make you come alive or the things that make you feel like a dead man. Walking. Wow. And so, um, and write them all down and it could be big or small. It could be like, I just notice every single time I'm out in the, the garden, I just, something in me comes alive yeah, or uh-huh. I've no, you know, or I've noticed, um, I just love one-on-one con- conversations with people or, um, I love the arts or these little things as you write them down, you actually will start to notice a pattern. You really yeah. will. And, um, so for me, you know, it came, th- it, it became stuff like this. Like I love to be in nature and, um, I love documentaries. They just make me come alive or, um, I love, I love poetry and I love dance. And suddenly as I started to like compile all this, I realized I'm like, I just love story. I'm a storyteller. Yay. Like this is what I am. And so, um, I tell people, write all those things down, um, pay attention to the things that make you come alive, but also pay attention to the things that make you feel like just like you're not thriving, you're surviving. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that you know that that's, that ain't for you, like back up. And the other tip I want to give is to basically chase your curiosity. I think sometimes we get these little inklings of, I want to try that, but then we talk ourselves out of it before we try mm-hmm. it. And sometimes those little like random things are actually something. In fact, I have a friend the other day, um, she posted a picture that she had painted and, um, I freaked out. I was like, Oh my God, I didn't, I didn't know you painted. This is incredible. And she said, girl, I didn't know either. I didn't know I could paint. And she explained that, um, you know, she basically on a whim because her daughter had interest started this little paint thing with her and like found out she's actually incredibly good at it. Had no idea, had no idea that in fact, she said she always kind of thought she probably wouldn't be or stuff that she'd done wasn't that good because it wasn't realistic enough, but she is really, really gifted and we were blown away. And so I just want to encourage people, some of those little things that you feel to just try that there's actually something to that. Cause remember, we're like, we're like a treasure and only God knows all the treasure that's buried inside of there. He knows what's in there. And so we may not even know the fullness of what we carry. And when these little clues come up, follow them. And if you try it and if you stink at it, no harm yeah. done. You got to try something, you add that to the list of things that ain't for you. That's still direction and that's still clarity. But I think just being willing to chase those little curiosities can really open up huge things. Cause I can't, how many stories have you heard of people who just on a whim tried something? And yeah, totally a lot. So <laughs> a lot, many. And so you never know. Try. It. I love it. You know, when we were at the um, women's, women's event a couple months ago and we were all there sharing, you said something that stuck with me and I think I've shared it with everybody. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> one thing you said is sometimes it's not the thing. It's the thing that leads to the thing. And girl, that yes. freaks me so much. Like I have been sharing. I was Absolutely. like, you know, my girl Megan said this. And <laughs> like, it is so profound. It just like really, I think gives people perspective. Like, cause sometimes we get caught mm-hmm. up in, is this the thing I'm supposed to do? And it's like, no, sometimes it's the thing that leads to the thing. And Right. Oh. And it's paralyzing. It's a paralyzing pressure to feel like, is this it? Yeah. Instead, it's like, it, it could be the thing that leads you to the thing. And that's, that's great news. This is a journey. Yes. That's, it's, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. So I don't know. I, it, that has freed me up a lot. Cause I used to have a lot of para- be paralyzed by that myself. Yeah. And once I let that go, made all the difference. Girl, you should do a post on that a video or something. I know I should do videos anyway. I just want to throw that. I out know. There. I know. I, I know. I need to, I know. <laughs> okay, well, we are done with this interview, but I, I don't want it to end, but I just loved all of the wisdom that you shared. Like, you're just so dope, and I'm glad that we crossed paths. I don't even know how, but we did. So I don't know. I'm just happy about that. But 
um, are there any final things you want to share and especially like how people can connect with you if they're interested in just connecting with you on social media and stuff like that? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so as far as social media goes, you can find me at the Megan Baca, um, on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and I'm um, especially very active on my Instagram account. And actually, um, speaking of my Instagram, I'm doing this challenge that I thought would be yes. good to share. Um, I'm doing um, something called the Unlearn Challenge, if you look up that hashtag. And um, at the beginning of this year, I just really felt that um, my word for this year was unlearn. And I felt like it was really important to unlearn the limits um, that I placed on myself. Yes. And I felt it was important to kind of open it up as a discussion for people. And to really examine within themselves things that they need to unlearn. And so, um, yeah, I just encourage, you know, people to look up that hashtag, read some of the stories. And, you know, if you want to be a part of it and share your story or things you're unlearning. But um, it's been just incredibly, it's been an incredibly freeing year for me to just take down all of these old mindsets mm-hmm. that have been a really big hindrance for me. So, yeah. I love that. I think so many people are in that process. So that is so good. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, thank you so much again, girl, for taking time out of your day to share all of these amazing tips with us. And I am just looking forward to everything God's going to do in your life. It's just so Mm, good. So thank you, boo. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, everybody. Well, y'all, thank you for listening and have an amazing day today. Okay, bye.